the mind of God, the mind of Satan. You choose. Part 2 by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor For 7,000 years, mankind has lived and built a world on Satan's knowledge. The world systems, education, economics, religion, political, are therefore stained and corrupted. A farce. A mess. Look around you. It's falling apart. Man was created to be eternal, immortal, and given knowledge from the mind of God, based on his precise calculations and exact formulas to build a perfect world for themselves. Man's systems are certainly a far cry from that perfection today. Their education systems are, as a result, totally faulty. The economy in every way is failing man, and world leaders simply cannot stop the crumbling world conditions. Even their religion is so distant from the nature of God that, for the most part, it is hard to see God in it. Let's be honest, the Lord is not immoral, a hypocrite, tainted in any way. Yet we read about church scandal almost daily in the news. A long way from what God intended. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, we see God's original desire for His human family. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful, and multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. We were given dominion over the planet and all on it. Creation should have been blessed, governed by a people created in God's image. But no, we sinned, bringing corruption, decay, and death to ourselves, and consequently, all we were placed over as well. Romans chapter 6 verse 23 explains, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Eve gave this gift away, and we, along with all of creation, are paying for it dearly. Romans chapter 8 verse 20 For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of Him, God, who subjected it to man in hope, in hope we would rule all things in love. In Genesis chapter 2 verses 1 through 2 lies the answer to how the mess we have made can be reversed. Genesis chapter 2 verses 1 through 2 Thus the heavens and the earth and all of the host of them were finished, and on the seventh day God ended His work, which He had done, and He rested on the seventh day from all His work which He had done. So all things, which includes the remedy that will reverse our failure, was already perfectly calculated by the Lord before He rested, as we can see from Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 9. That which has been, past, is what will be, future. That which is done is what will be done, and there is nothing new under the sun. Now, keeping these scriptures in mind, let us read from 1 Corinthians 
chapter 15, verses 52 through 54. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, actually could be interpreted as in the splitting of an atom, at the last trumpet, when time is up, it's over at this point for the world. For the trumpet will sound. The world and her church has been warned. The trumpet's blasted. And the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Side note, just as suddenly as Adam and Eve were changed from perfection to scheming, clever humanity in the image of Satan, we can be changed back to perfection. God's image. As quickly as the first pair passed over from eternity to time, the body of Christ can pass over from time to eternity. Continuing on in 1 Corinthians. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. It's already done. It's finished in the plan of God. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Because we enter His rest, where the victory of the cross is part of His plan. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 19-20 through 20, helps us see the predestined plan. But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, He Jesus, indeed, was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. Let us now read Hebrews chapter 4, verses 9 through 10. There remains therefore a rest for the people of God, for he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works, as God did from his. When we enter God's rest, we cease from producing dead works by trying to build our own little empire through the world's knowledge. We ceased also from bowing to Satan's plans for this world and began doing those things formally thought out by the Lord for His kingdom to materialize. You see, everything we could ever want or need, from salvation to restoration, is already calculated into God's plan. We do not have to be anxious for anything if we enter into His rest and begin doing our predestined part. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 4-5 through five. Just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to Himself according to the good pleasure of His will decided before he rested. Matthew chapter 6 verse 25 makes so much more sense now. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? It's already in his plan. Look at Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 11. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives, and he who seeks, 
finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. If we're in his plan. Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask Him? God, a good Father, has already met our needs and answered our prayers. But we must enter into His rest to be heirs of these promises. So there are two sources of knowledge available to man, Satan's, who beguiled Eve, and Christ's, who created her. Eve made her choice between the two, moved out of God's rest to Satan's plans, and now we have an opportunity to make our own choice. All is possible through the Lord. Jesus paid for all the sin this wrong knowledge has generated throughout the 7,000 years with His life, settling the death penalty for mankind. Is that not love? 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19 explains, That is, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to Himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. He died to set us free of the enemy. We as humanity chose over Him. Not stopping there, God willed that there would be a way calculated for us to be born again through the Word, to be new creatures. So we can now die into His death, to who we are as a result of Eve's choice, and be resurrected to His resurrection with new life, to start fresh. Romans chapter 6 verses 3 through 5 brings this information to us plainly. Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into His death? Therefore we were buried with Him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of His death, certainly we also should be in the likeness of His resurrection. It's been there all along, right there in His plan, in His rest for us to enter into. Revelation chapter 14 verse 13 Then I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, Write, Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord, in baptism, from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, enter God's rest, and their works follow them. Side note, this is why anything man does apart from what God has already predestined for him to do is just performing dead works. Like the works of the anointed cherub discussed in part one of this series, all of these works will burn on Judgment Day. Do we now better understand the fate of the world, why it is doomed, and why God will destroy it? Fortunately, however, as the world is obliterated, the kingdom of God and His people will rise, because God had a plan. Born again through Jesus, the plan is, we resurrect as His heir through new birth as Abraham's seed, becoming heirs to all that God promised to both Abraham and Christ. 
Galatians chapter 3 verse 29 will make this clear. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. After entering into God's rest at baptism, we continue in the plan by experiencing the ten feasts He serves yearly. In them are concealed hidden manna that discloses the rest of the way, the calculations, the formulas that destine us for God's promises, His covenants, eternity. The feasts are clearly listed in Leviticus chapter 23. Satan has hidden them from a large portion of man, however, and in many cases even replaced them with his holidays. If you are not familiar with them, there are discussions on each feast in many of our previous blasts that will help you understand their significance. So which will you choose? The knowledge of Satan, so cherished by the world's people, and continue to slug it out in the world? Or the knowledge of God, so treasured and loved by the children of God, and enter His rest. All of creation anxiously waits to see what you will do. Romans chapter 8 verses 19 and 21 is our goal and a reachable one if we choose the mind of God over the mind of Satan. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. In closing, creation is not interested in what we believe or even if we go to church. Creation is interested in us getting this end-time truth that can set us free so they too can be loosed from the enemy as well. The end-time knowledge of God is over and above everything man is about. The Word is as sovereign as God who speaks it. So reach up and grab it, no matter where you are, or who you are, or what your beliefs are. Enter into His plan. Experience the real meaning of the first feast, Sabbath, and begin to enter His rest. Revelation chapter 21 verses 4 through 5, is the end result for those that do. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away, burned up spiritually. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new, new to us, because we're finally doing things His way. And He said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful, straight from the mind of God.